Hi all, Josh Legard from Kickoff Labs again with the On Growth Podcast. Today, Hannah and I are reviewing the results from our first Boss Marketer Contest. We'll share the numbers, what went well, what could have gone better, and some things we'll certainly improve for our next contest. After listening, don't forget to check out the show notes and recap page where we share all the templates, images, copy, and everything you need to duplicate what we did in the campaign that you can repurpose for your own contest to save time and money. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the On Growth Podcast. Uh, I'm Josh Lagarde. With me today is Hannah Denson again, and we're here because we wanted to recap um, the results of the Boss Marketing Contest, which you told you about a couple episodes ago. So uh, just to kind of briefly go over that at Kickoff Labs, you know, we make it easy to run contests and we thought we haven't run one of our own in a while. Let's run one of our own and talk about how it went. Um, and Hannah was the one who organized the contest, put it all up online. And so Hannah, I'd love you to kind of recap um, so everybody knows like what were our goals and sort of the initial results we've gotten from the contest. Yeah, it's been a minute since our last podcast when we talked about it. Um, so our basic goals, so we wanted to engage our current audience. That was really big for us. We want to keep everybody engaged and also have this um, this contest saying, you know, like we run contests, we did our own contest. We've also been there, done that. And we want to be able to, you know, like have our firsthand experience. Um, so it wasn't necessarily about growing a new audience. We did have a really big, exciting um, prize, which brought in some new people. Um, but for the most part, we were sticking with growing like our current social media followers, increasing that engagement on Twitter, um, getting people to actually like talk to us. And so we can talk back um, and getting that kind of content. And then also just educating people about our product just a little bit more. Um, and then with that, we kind of like based our prizes around it. So we did have that big prize, like I said, but then we we also kept it very kickoff labs. We, we kept our um, business package as a prize and we had our really fun, this time I brought it, really fun mugs um, that kind of was just like a, a fun thing to bring people back to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I thought it was fun to see, uh, to, to have the mugs. I thought, uh, I thought it was a good mix of a good mix of prizes, especially as you said, since our goal wasn't just to try and like broaden out to a new audience, we knew we wanted to mostly market the contest, um, and engage the audience we had. So we knew that those were the right people. So to have a MacBook air, which was the big grand prize, I wasn't as concerned as I would be telling a customer, Hey, maybe keep a prize close to your product if your if your goal is to grow like a new audience um, out there. And so, uh, given you know that our goal was the in, that our goal was more on the engagement and kind of that making you know education about our own product fun and teaching people about what some of the things that our product could do. Um, how did the how did the growth look like in terms of our audiences and our social channels and our emails? Yeah, to go over just some stats for that, um, we did have um, 700 plus new leads, which was really cool. Um, and then 300 of those people were brand new. They weren't on our email list before. So we gathered a bunch of new people and they also, the people who won the mugs, funny enough, seemed the most excited to win, um, which I loved that. Um, so then with Twitter, we had a lot of interaction, which was awesome. We had a lot of conversation. Um, we went up by 30 followers there, um, 66 on Facebook. Um, YouTube was a surprising, nice, like 51 people came to our YouTube channel from this. Um, and then our podcast went up, you know, 30 plus. Um, and we were able to like track that they were 
they were actually coming from taking our actions. Um, and then from there, we were getting like new subscribers, new demos, that kind of thing, which was really awesome. Yeah, and, and those numbers to add a little bit of more context too, because one of my questions when I looked at this was like, is that just the growth we normally would have seen over a month? Um, yeah. And it didn't seem to be the case. And in, in most cases, like we looked at like the previous couple months, it was more like we'd grow like five to 10 followers in each of these spaces. So to go from like growing five to 10 to like 66 new followers um, or plus 30 on the podcast or, you know, 50 and in YouTube is a is a big jump for us because you got to think about where we're coming from. We're not coming from a scale where we have millions of followers yeah. um, to 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 go from. And so, you know, for us, you know, I think that short term, like building that audience and getting people subscribed to us in more places where they can be educated long term, is is likely going to be uh, a win for us as well. And then um, that leads me to uh, a little bit more on the engagement side too. So, do people besides just following us? Um, get engaged with us. And it seemed like uh, it seemed like that was the case as well. So usually a measure, uh, I got this from Hootsuite. So Hootsuite, uh, we use to measure and, and, uh, and post it, uh, some of our social channels, um, usually says that on our average uh, 30 days, we see about 60, what they call standard engagement model, which is likes, mentions, um, you know, people engaging with the content in some way. Um, and then we went from 60 uh, during the month of the contest, because we ran it for 30 days, from 60 to 180. So that was like triple the standard, um, the standard engagement. Um, and then what did, what did we do for the engagement? So specifically, we asked people to tweet at us and request a landing page review. Um, now, I, this is where I'm going to say there's pros and cons to what we did, because it felt to me it was a little bit complicated for people because what we started seeing was a lot of people were willing to tweet at us or just tweet a random statement that we had in the in the competition, um, and that provided people linking to us or you know it got our audience in front of their audience or it got our message in front of their audience. But the problem was what we were asking them to do was fill in the blank basically of can you please review my landing page or my contest. Um, and a lot of people didn't have a landing page or a contest they currently wanted any feedback on, is my sense, but they wanted the points for the action in the contest. So they would tweet, but then not change the text from that, can you review my landing page? And so I, I remember I replied to a lot of people on Twitter saying, saying like, sure, we'd love to like share the page with us. And then you realize um, that they probably didn't have a page uh, they wanted shared, they just wanted the, uh, the rewards for, uh, for, for tweeting out or getting the extra entries in the contest which is fine. And I think it's great to, it's fine to bribe people that way. Um, but I think in the future, if we did a contest like this again, I'd probably think about maybe two different types of engagement there of like, one is just the really basic, like here, like, you know, give us a shout out on Twitter. Like that's all we're asking for versus like post this complicated thing. Um, and if we did the complicated thing, it might be more of the, um, the rewards. So like just something as a reward for somebody that wants it. Uh, that we would spend time reviewing uh, reviewing the page, um, and that might uh, that would probably help because uh, then those messages that the tweets could have been tweaked more. Like we would have said, had them say like "Use Kickoff Labs for your next contest" instead of "Review my landing page," yeah. <laughs> um, which would have been more on message for us. And so that's definitely something that uh, that I learned uh, running this. Uh, we also ask people to uh, request demos uh, of Kickoff Labs. Um, and our request for demos doubled over time. 
but again, this is where, because we were giving points uh, and entries for people, the demos, I'd say realistically, like it, we didn't actually see a hundred percent improvement in our demos or two times the, the, the demo requests. I'd say realistically, we got 25 or 50% more valid demo requests over the course of the month. Um, because a lot of people, again, were, um, they were taking the action, but they didn't follow through with joining the demo. Uh, but we did see a lot of people join. So this is, again, where you have to balance, like, you know, people are going to take action in a contest. Um, and so are you pointing them in direction where um, you're okay if some of the action that they take is not necessarily like directly tied to the demo or, you know, because some of it was, we did get demos from people that we wouldn't have heard from without running the contest. Um, but we also got demo requests from people that just never followed up on the, the demo request. And so is that worth, uh, is that worth your time? I think it's worth our time because there's not much we do. We sort of have a templated set of emails we send them. Um, so it's not, uh, it wasn't, didn't take too much of off, off of our time uh, to do it. Uh, so Hannah, you were responsible for, uh, looking at some of the advertising and experimenting with some of the advertising. Uh, and I'll, and I'll say before interest that, that, you know, again, our goal was mostly the people on our list, but we did want to see like, okay, what happens if we spent some money on Facebook? What kind of yeah. visuals should we do? Uh, what did you learn from the advertising spend for the contest? Well, like you said, we, our content is so specific that we weren't looking for this, like insane amount of people coming in because the people that are following us and interacting with our content are specifically like they are interested in building their own contest they are actually using us so there's not as much pull to listen to these kinds of things unless they're interested in running a contest at some point um so we were looking again just for that like very very clear engagement with the people that are interacting and maybe seeing new people say, Hey, I wanted to build a contest. That'd be really cool. I'm going to engage now, as opposed to just like, it'd be really awesome to have a ton of followers and a ton of interaction. <laughs> um, yeah. So I feel like our stats are different than what a lot of people look for too. And they're thinking like viral campaign. Um, but when we were setting up our ads, um, I think a lot of our interaction comes from Facebook. So we did um, Facebook reach campaigns um, and we did A-B testing with that. Um, the only thing that we changed in that A-B test was our audience. So we went from one audience that was a lookalike audience um, to just people that are in our in our vision already. And then the other one- They had our, they had our interest, right? You used Facebook's yeah. interest alignment. So they were, you, were, you were testing the- lookalike of our existing audience versus like who we think might be in our audience on the interests. Yeah. 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 The, the secondary one was more targeted towards specific like groups they run and things like that, where, um, it just pulled a little bit different of a crowd, but very similar results between the two. Um, so we didn't spend a ton on the ads. I think we did $5 a day for 30 days. Yeah. Um, and we reached almost 30,000 people. We did get 200 plus for engagement and link clicks. Um, so our cost for link click was 73 cents average, not crazy, nothing like insane. Um, but that did, I think, boost a lot of our social engagement. Um, I think it brought a lot of people from Facebook. I think um, that was a really successful route as opposed to, I think, Google ads in this particular contest. Um, and what we did was just change up the photos, change up the carousel every 
I think it was like every week or two, we were changing it up just enough to kind of have something different that shows up. Um, because statistically people need to see something like eight times before they really notice it. So mm-hmm. hopefully they were seeing it over and over again in a little bit different way. Um, but yeah, from, from our social perspective of our advertising, it was incredibly beneficial to also have not just felt like we needed to spend $500 on pulling all these people mm-hmm. in just enough that we're saying like, let's grab some more people that aren't already in our target audience, but close to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I was, I was happy with that. It was a good experiment and, uh, but we weren't relying on it for, uh, yeah. I, I don't think we would have done great with the contest if we'd relied just on Facebook advertising, if we hadn't looked for our existing audience plus, um, plus, you know, trying to find other places to promote the the contest. And so what else, uh, when it comes to the existing audience, uh, you've got a list of things I can see. So what were we doing with our existing audience to get most of the people uh, joining and then uh, telling their friends about? Um, well, for the most part with our existing audience, we were just aggressively going at posting, talking, saying, hey, reshare this. Hey, I'm trying to be engaging. Um, we continued our content, but we focused more on like our campaign engagement with it. Um, we definitely try to keep them engaged on Facebook and Twitter, especially. Um, and I think throughout it, I think, I think if there was something like learned from it, I think I probably still would have engaged more before just emails. I do think emails were our highest engagement, honestly. I think communicating with people through the emails constantly, that was where I was getting the most response. Um, But I did notice our um, Facebook posts, our reminders, that was really, really helpful. Um, But I think for a future adjustment, the post could be maybe more more specific, more targeted and a little bit different. I notice now that video is more popular and things like that. So instead of just changing photos and items like that throughout our posts, we we've added in audiograms and stuff like that for um, podcasts. And I think bringing in that aspect, that video visual um, or sound by aspect would have probably been really neat if we had maybe um, recorded something beforehand and shared that. I think that would have been a cool, that's, that's a really interesting lesson, I think, for the next time around that that kind of would have probably been taken better and noticed just a little bit more. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. That I, I, When you said that, I was thinking about some of, our, uh, some of our customer case studies we've gone through and we've interviewed where they've done the videos both in the ads, but also just on the contest page itself to introduce the contest, like a one minute video that introduces the contest. And I think... I would definitely do that in our next contest is just have like one of us do a quick intro of like the explaining the contest, because no matter how simply you make it, there's always room to just explain like why you're doing it, how you enter and like how people can earn extra entries, because it may look obvious. It certainly looks obvious to us because we, we work in this product, but I think to most people that come to a page, it's not always obvious what they can do on the the contest page. And so being really clear and direct with people, with the video messages on the page and in the ads, I think would definitely be something we would, uh, we would take with us next time. And so, you know, the, the video message helps into that first lesson that I wrote down here, which was just simplify and and focus the action. uh, So you can say like, 
specifically tell them, telling them, hey, do this, because people will um, if you give them some direction. Um, but I don't think we gave people quite as much direction as we should have. Um, I'd say the uh, uh, another uh, another uh, takeaway was uh, I, I was happy with the results of like the people who signed up because I didn't see a lot of people coming from like contest sites or these sites that just promote contests to get freebies because we've always had people ask us like, can I give away a big, you know, like a MacBook or like an iPad or something? And we're really hesitant to tell people yes, but we've never really tried it ourselves. And so I was like, well, let's just try it and see what happens as an experiment for, for our, our audience. And what I learned is that you can give a big prize like that as long as I think the periphery prizes are fun and branded, uh, which like you said, like it was sort of, surprising that the most positive reactions came from the people who got the mugs each week. <laughs> um, and so uh, I was like, I thought I'd be the only one excited to get a kickoff labs mug, but right. apparently I wasn't. Um, and the, uh, and, and, and the, uh, the other thing was that the people who, uh, who, who signed up, it, it didn't, it didn't attract, basically what I was saying, it didn't attract a bunch of the people who were, uh, who would not be in our audience. And so it can work as long as you're, you're branding it, as long as it's tied to your existing audience a bit. Um, and then it, I'd say we didn't get as much sharing as I was hoping to see from the contest. Um, but I think that really wasn't our goal when we outlined our goals in the beginning, it was more just getting our existing people to follow us in new channels and get engaged. And so, um, I would, if, we're running this again, the next contest, I would try like, okay, what can we do to amp up the sharing a little bit more of the, the competition um, amongst people and gamify that a little bit more. Um, and then as a bonus, uh, it was, uh, it was fun. I, I, we did have, uh, you know, running the product, we get to make improvements to the product. And so the things that <laughs> just a small list of things or lots of small little improvements we made that I was going through and saying like, oh yeah, we should make this better because it's uh, would be helpful for us. So we added a report for lead actions so that the actions you take having people take in terms of like tweet at you or follow you here or um or like visit your store or visit this podcast post um you know, we added a report so you could more clearly see like okay what are all the things i'm getting people to do in the contest so we added a lead actions report to our reports um the pick a winner um, it's funny, things come in bunches. So I had to, when we ran the pick a winner, I had to click into each one to grab the email address to send you the email address. And then uh, right after I did that, I had a customer write us back and say, hey, this is really annoying to have to do for 100 people. And I said, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I didn't like doing it for five. So the pick a winner report will uh, shows the email address as a small improvement. Um, and then uh, we were sending contest updates because we tell people to send a contest update to the people that are in it each week. Uh, and we were using our own uh, broadcast emails from Kickoff Labs to send that update, uh, which was great for small campaigns. Um, but we just wanted to send the same update, like a similar update again, like this week's mug winner and like this week's, you know, and, and to keep people engaged. And we didn't have an easy way to copy your previous messages. And so now we added a way just to like copy, be able to more easily copy your previous messages so you can send them again. Not that you should just send people the same exact message every week, but the general flow and format of these updates can be the same once you have a good template that's working uh, for your update. And so uh, we added that to the product as well. So that was a huge win, at least a specific win for us that I think, you know, could even apply to other people if they're just asking people in the contest about, you know, like, hey, if 
you've got our you know free sample of our product. What do you think? And like get feedback from people, um, and you can improve your product as well. Um, and is there anything else uh, that you uh, want, took away? Yeah, I think that it's um, really important when you're ending your contest to remember what your goals were, just because your contest results are gonna reflect those goals. And so sometimes you'll look at it and you'll be like, man, I didn't get you know all of those referrals and stuff like that. And then you have to think, like it really does matter how much focus you're putting on each action. Um, sure. So it's interesting that you, the way that the success of every campaign is going to be different, even if it is one organization doing several different campaigns, whatever they've decided, which is why it's so important at the very beginning to set your goals. Yeah. Um, whatever they've decided is that focus people will subconsciously notice and they'll focus on whatever that goal is. And that's going to be where your outcome and the thing that you're looking at is going to come from. Like, like for example, our, um, our email engagement, it was great throughout the contest, things like that, things that we, we wanted to continue. Um, so it's just as like an in thought, just interesting to track your success throughout based on yeah. what exactly you decided that was gonna be important to your contest this singular time. Yeah, a hundred percent. So like we were asking people the whole time, if our goal was engagement, we were asking people in these update mails because we just stuck with that goal in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, so we weren't asking people like, oh, go share this with your friends. We were asking people tweet at us, like tweet your landing pages for review. Like that was the focus. We just kept telling people to yeah. do that. And we did have, uh, we got some great content. We got five, uh, five people to post their landing pages for review. We did kind of these long Twitter threads that um, did that. And we'll link to those in the, the show notes. So you can get the feedback we gave other people on their contests uh, throughout this. But, you know, if our goal had been to get referrals, those update mails probably would have reflected it saying like, tell your friends, tell your friends. We would have been reminding them of that action right. uh, constantly over time as well. Right. So I think that's a, um, a really good point is just spend the time to think about what you want to get out of the contest going into it. Because um, if you keep referring back to it, you will just drill home that message. And that's what we saw in ours. We had those three goals and we drilled those three things home. Um, and that's kind of what we got back out of the contest. Um, yeah, we are 100% what you make of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I want to uh, drill in. <laughs> Absolutely. So if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to us, uh, reach out to Kickoff Labs on Twitter, reach out to uh, Josh or Hannah at Kickoff Labs, uh, reply to the mail you'll get about this podcast, um, and uh, let us know what you think. And if you uh, want us to give any feedback on your contest, um, we're happy to do that as well. Um, this has been a lot of fun, and I can't wait to, uh, to run the next one with you. Yeah, for sure. We'll do it again. All right. Thanks, Hannah.